0: Another episode here on the Home Tech Talk podcast, where we talk all things tech. My name is Jake, and joining me as always is Aiden.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for
0: listening in. I appreciate your time. How's things been this week, Aiden?
1: Yeah, (laughs) very good. Seems to be getting busier. I don't know if it just feels busier because I'm not not ticking off things off the to-do list, but there seems to be uh, definitely more happening, more interest, more inquiries. So got to be happy about that, I guess. Although it does feel a little bit overwhelming at times.
0: Yeah, it's good to hear that things are picking up. And yeah, same here as well. A lot of inquiries, which is great. So um, yeah, keeping it coming.
1: Yeah, I probably should take this opportunity to apologize for, as Jake informs me of my uh, noisy environment. It's not exactly (laughs) a recording studio. So... Apologize for all the background noise and beeps and trucks and things like that. It seems like my uh, showroom office is in a pretty noisy space, so apologies for the background noise. I hope it's not too annoying. <laughs>
0: That's all right. On this episode, we'll be talking about security systems and access control, why you would need them, the different types of wiring, features, and yeah, just all about them.
1: Yes, those we categorise the security system as like the motion detection, door reads, um, sirens, screaming. You know that that's how we categorise the the security system. Some other, you know, that some of the IoT platforms use um, surveillance as their uh, in the security category, but we typically mean a, a, a wired um, security system that is has motion detection and. Um, read switches and PE beams and things like that that detect motion, you know, in the premise. So that's sort of how we categorize this the security system. Um, we did try and look up some of the, and Jake's had a little bit of a, you know, go over what the IoT offering is and seeing, seems basically that here in Australia it's not really... Um, you know sort of happening in our market at this moment
0: no but um i did have a client who did have a nest uh, secure system and yeah funny enough it was working in australia so i'm not too sure about that but yeah he definitely purchased it uh in the states
1: was that motion detection and what uh
0: i believe uh mainly just um read switches so wireless Reed switches on the on the door frames and that sort of stuff Um, They do have the sort of base station which has a sort of code pad on it and uh, you also have the Nest camera, uh, the doorbell as well, which I think is all wrapped into the same Nest system. So just talking a bit about that and why you would sort of look into one of those systems and as we were saying before... It looks like they're mainly in the the, the States and, and not in Australia. But um, Nest and Ring both have offerings in the DIY market. And the benefit, I guess, you can you could say with those is they are easy to install. They typically would be installed by an end user. So a lot of, you know, sort of wireless devices, so read switches, uh, key fobs, uh, as well as motion sensors. Um, I believe also Nest have a smart smoke alarm as well, which is quite interesting. That has uh, quite a few features in it, which um, is pretty cool. Uh, They have sort of um, smart uh, features and notifications with smoke alarms so they can send notifications to your phone uh, if there was an event going on. But um, yeah, I believe they also integrate with their own sort of voice assistant platform as well with being um, Google Home and also Amazon Alexa. So, yeah, a few features there that come out of the sort of DIY market.
1: Yeah, I think those um, the Nest smoke detectors are actually really, really great product for people who don't have like a hardwired back-to-base monitored um, alarm system or requirement of their alarm system to have that back-to-base monitoring for insurance purposes or whatever else. Because I think yeah, they they have they had not only monitor smoke, I think they do CO two as well. And they give you a lot of other functionality that you could re- is quite handy to have um without having the requirement of, you know, like a high end professional security system, which, you know, to be perfectly honest, are quite expensive, you know, when you're they're covering a whole whole house and including smoke detection and things like that. Because, you know, some some premises we've looked at, they've got You know, eight smoke, they have to have, by law, eight smoke detectors. So, you know, if by the time your alarm system's getting up into the, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 zones of detection, it's it's a big system and it's, you know, it's quite expensive.
0: Yeah, the cost can add up. You can get good functionality
1: for most people using one of those little smoke detectors and by law you have to have a smoke detector so you may as well have a you know a multi-function multi-function one i don't think they're that expensive either are they
0: i don't believe so but um talking a bit more about the diy systems and typically they wouldn't have direct access control of locks but uh, they do definitely integrate with third-party uh, devices. So uh, other brands such as Yale, um, I believe August as well has a as a smart lock and uh, I believe also Samsung have a few smart locks as well. So uh, they're all sort of coming out with uh, different brands coming out with their own individual smart device and that's something that we sort of a common feature these days is every sort of big company are coming out with smart devices in different form factors and and access control and locks is also uh, part of a security system and being being able to integrate all those devices together to the one system is a great feature to have so i think that pretty much wraps up this sort of diy uh, offering and i think aiden you want to talk a bit about the professional installation of some systems that we both do as well
1: yeah, I mean, just touching on that, like the access control is one of my favourite items in of technology in the home. Um, so yeah, I mean, any way you can get that, whether it is a DIY solution from a smart lock, I I would encourage anyone to to take take up the the you know the option of having it. It's a great it's a great system and it gives you great lifestyle benefits of knowing that your doors locks itself and not no, not having to worry whether you've got keys. But I did just look up those the nest smoke detector yeah, like 180 190 bucks here in australia um you know i think most mo- most smoke detectors are around the 100 dollar mark anyway yeah. so to get co2 monitoring and you know, other connectivity that functionality that's it's pretty good value
0: and i believe also with those smoke detectors is that uh, they're quite smart in a sense if you had multiple of them around your house that they'll go off and they'll tell you exactly to connect. Yeah. They also tell you exactly what is happening. If there was um, smoke in in another room, Uh, the other sensors would also activate and tell you where it is. So it it gives you sort of a heads up on, on what's happening with your house without actually having to physically see it.
1: Yeah. We did look at integrating these um, into a system that we did earlier this year. Uh, They, the client wanted CO2 monitoring, and it's actually not that easy uh, um, thing to to provide in a professionally installed and hardwired system. Um, we couldn't use these because they have uh, an insurance requirement. We couldn't use the Nest um, ones because they had an insurance requirement that the smoke detectors were back-to-base monitored, which yeah. you cannot do with these um you can only sort of do what's called self-monitoring where you get notified via your mobile device or if you're in the premise, they speak or go off or whatever. But you can't have professional back-to-base monitoring, so, um, which was an, a requirement of their insurance policy. So we couldn't use these, but I was quite keen to sort of try and have them integrated into what was a Control for system going into this, this project. So, yeah, we ended up doing... Um, a D de- in a, a inner range inception panel, which is one of our preferred um, professional products. It is as a base unit is an access control unit used sometimes in commercial premise. So it's capable of doing high level um, access control. And it also has the functionality of us of a wide security platform built in. Um, they, this product is a quite a new product in the market. Security systems don't tend to um, change all that often. so uh, the other main platform that we use is the m one and that's been in the market longer than I have. So it's, it' was the first automation controller or automation alarm panel that I ever did back in like the very early 2000s. Um, and it's exactly the same panel today. Um, so it hasn't changed at all. These Inception panels have been around, I think, a couple of years, and they've sort of come into the integrator channel more recently as they've opened up their driver or profile or integration with the automation platform. So they they work with Control 4 and Savant. I um, don't know that they work with Crestron, but their sister product, which is the... Integrity, um, that does work with Crestron, uh as well as Savant, but not Control 4. Um, so, yeah, great product. Has a really great um, app as well, just in its own right. So if you did just want quite an intelligent alarm system with access control, um, it's quite a good platform. It does have great... You know features as well in terms of its you know iot capability with regards to its own app and notifications and you know user configurable codes and things like that it's actually quite easy to manage from an end user perspective not so much with your likes of your nest nest product um, we do get a bit of pushback with regards to the aesthetic of the indoor keypad it looks a little bit like a 1980s calculator um so it's definitely not an interior designer's favorite item to see inside the front door no so so we get a bit of pushback on that but um with an automation platform and that panel you actually don't have to have the keypad located anywhere but you don't even have to have a keypad at all um on that system
0: Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of the functionality and moves it across to uh, the automation system and sort of gives you that whole home control.
1: Yeah. Um, They have a great access control keypad, which is like high level. So there's no, I mean, I might, maybe I should clarify what I mean by high level as opposed to low level access control. So do you want to take over that part of it, Jake? Are you happy for me to continue to ramble?
0: No, go for it.
1: The um the option the difference between a high level access control keypad or a low level access control keypad is or sometimes the low level version is called standalone. Um, it actually just has power um, and the, there's no control unit other than the actual keypad itself. So if you were um, an intelligent thief you could actually open, the keypad and power the strike from the keypad's own power and open the door. Um, So they're not particularly secure. They've also got, um, you know, it's quite common to see standalone keypads where they have the administration code left in factory default. So it's not uncommon to be able to walk up to one, put in the, if you know the programming sequence of button presses and the default code of the particular keypad that you're looking at, it's pretty common to be able to just actually type your way through the menu system and change the user code and then, you know, you've either accessed the house or restricted access to the house just from the keypad. So they are quite good and simple and, you know, basic functionality, but they are not particularly secure. So the advantage of a high-level um access control system is that it's just power and a data bus connected to the keypad and the strike that or the door release functionality is actually um located back in a central control at the controller um and so you can't you know removing the keypad or messing with the keypad does nothing at all there's no way to modify programming from the keypad or anything so um those high-level keypads are much more secure. Um, they're encrypted data. they have no ability to modify any of the programming parameters from the external keypad. Um, and yeah, there's no ability to actually control the strike directly from the keypad. So they're much more secure platform. and that's what we would typically use in a professional system. It's not very common. Like I don't know of any integrators that do commonly do standalone keypads. Um, for yeah correct for perimeter access to it to any residences so um, <clears throat> yeah definitely be aware of that. I mean if you get a super cheap access control offering and um, it sounds too good to be true, that's probably why.
0: yeah a bit of a downfall there with the standalone keypads and yeah giving that added level of security is a good feature in the professionally installed systems
1: yep so we basically do we offer. Um, from our business side of things, we offer both the NES M1 and the Inner Range Inception panel um, for our high-level security systems that also include access control. And the reason that anyone will choose between the two of them is if they want self-monitoring and they want a nice user interface to be able to modify things themselves, I would recommend the Inception panel because it's got better software and more uh, end-user modification and, and usability. Um, if the, they want nicer looking internal keypads um, that are on the wall, you know the, the NES M1 has a nice little um, navigator touchscreen that, that everyone sort of is okay with the aesthetic of. So that's probably how we, we make that, that choice really.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a sort of line between both of them and they do both have great features and they do definitely both also integrate with home control systems as well. So giving you that other level of integration with the systems is a good feature. Yeah,
1: and then if the client's not interested in access control or they're using the intercom system to provide the access control, like the 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 DS2 for Control 4 or the 2N Helios um, intercom system that has a keypad or fingerprint reader in it, that also provides access control. So sometimes you don't require access control on your alarm platform. Um, the the DSC Neo or the NES Easy Panel or you see a lot of these, um, I think they're called Reliance, not something that I work with, but I've seen them around quite a bit. Um so yeah there's just a standalone security system that does not do access control. It's much cheaper. It usually doesn't have a great deal of additional functionality or smartness to it it's really much it's really just a basic motion detection system can do back to base monitoring though so yeah if you if your insurance company requires you to have back to base monitoring, then that's usually how you define that you have to have a professionally installed. Um, security system
0: yeah and that sort of leads us to another point being why would you need a security system and obviously as Aidan was just talking about is sometimes it is an insurance requirement to have a security system on your house and and give you that sort of insurance uh, requirement met you can also have obviously the added peace of mind you know having motion sensing and sort of Door reads and that sort of stuff. Knowing when a door's open and and a door's closed is is another sort of level of protection, peace of mind and and yeah, I think that's sort of what what else would you think, Ed? Yeah, I think
1: that's pretty. the The core thing that we find is that yeah, people have a insurance requirement that says if they're in if they're you know home and contents insurance is of certain value that they must have back to base monitored. Um, security system i mean we've touched on the fact that every house has to have smoke detectors Um, if you typically have an art collection or something of that kind you would have to have back-to-base monitoring of your smoke detection system which means not only does your smoke detector have to be wired to the 240 volt power it also has to be connected to the alarm system for monitoring um they there's also the requirement that all your smoke detectors are interconnected. So, as Jake touched on before, with the um, this, the IoT type uh, smoke detectors that interconnect, your um, your smoke detectors need to be interconnected. So, if one goes off, the others also go off. So, if, you know, if there's a, a smoke detected not in a sleeping uh, part of the house, and then the smoke detector goes off in the sleeping part of the house to notify you that there's a fire. So that's how they sort of get integrated and that's why you have that that level of system. But, yeah, to be honest, heaps of people don't use them. They get them installed and they don't commonly arm them and then I've got other clients who would not think of being inside their house without having it armed to stay mode or, you know, the garage armed or Every night they arm it to night mode so that they can stay in the home and have the lower parts of the house um, secured or, you know, if they leave, they they secure it obviously. So Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a big person. Lifestyle choice.
0: Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, lifestyle choice for sure. And one thing also to touch on is talking about access control uh, and how – it would benefit a security system. And as Aidan was talking about before with standalone keypads and and sort of uh, high-level keypads as well, there's other features that come along with these systems and such as timed access or different coded access and sort of having the flexibility of sort of running a house where your cleaner gets access between, you know, X amount of time and particular days as well or the gardener may get access down the side path but not internal access. So there's definitely some flexibility uh, in terms of access control with these systems that we would professionally usually install.
1: Yeah. Again, yeah, back to the access control. It's just a great, it's a great way. It's, it's one of the best parts of technology in the home. So yeah, it does give you that. The high level systems also give you the ability that upon access, they disarm the security system, which you wouldn't get with a standalone keypad unless it was really badly done. Um, we won't go into that. Um, Jake already touched on the time, time-based parameters and uh, user uh, guest codes and all the different sort of ways that you can um, isolate different user um, parameters. So, yeah, there are definitely some usable features there for sure. Yeah, I can't think of any other great, like, you know, I mean, it's more common to do mo- motion detection than um, we don't do heaps of... Uh, read switches and things they do, you know, usually on just the front main access, either gates or doors. Um, the only other thing is that it is possible to do these professional systems as in the, the DSC Neo panel has a great wireless um, system and also in a range have a pretty good wireless platform. I think Ness has just released a newer, more up-to-date wireless uh, two-way wireless offering, so that you can actually do the motion detection and the read switches and things like that without having the cabling infrastructure in. So if you had, you know, we we'll, we we'll would do them in a retrofit environment where we're going in and installing a um, security system after, you know, a, as a at a retrofit time or renovation or something where it's not capable of running all the cabling at base building time. Um, they do have quite good wireless systems the batteries last you know five years Um, they give you notification if there's uh, a battery issue that needs to be attended to so yeah they're still a really really great wireless system in those uh, professional platforms as well
0: yeah and that's one thing to note also is that with the professional systems we would typically install they would normally be a hardwired system so that's one thing to keep in mind as well if you were looking to go down that professional route and as aiden did mention there is some systems professionally installed systems that would have wireless uh, solutions as well but the main core professionally installed system would be wired -wired. yeah hardwired for sure but um yeah all right well i think that wraps up a good episode here talking about security systems and access control so if you guys are liking our content feel free to reach out or give us a review on the chosen platform
1: any questions tell us if we're not doing well that's also helpful
0: (laughs) yeah we definitely would like to hear feedback (laughs) we'll catch you guys on the next one
1: thank you very much